Welcome to the Hunter's Quest Podcast. This is your host, and yes, my name is Hunter, but this is our quest. Alright guys, welcome back to the show. Today, I want to share with you a conversation I had with Adam Weatherby, who is the current CEO of Weatherby Inc., which is now headquartered in Sheridan, Wyoming. Adam is a really interesting guy. He actually spent the first half of his career in full-time ministry as a pastor, and uh, a lot of people probably don't know that about him, um, but uh, you know they probably know Adam from his appearances on Meat Eater, and uh, he just did a, a bear hunt with uh, Lampers and Brian Call, so um, he's well-known in the hunting community, but I don't know if a lot of people know that he actually spent, um, I think, like 14 years in full-time ministry before he... Um, came back to Weatherby. So just a verse that I found that I I referenced later in the episode that kind of reminded me of Adam is uh, in Mark uh, chapter one, when he's, uh, when Jesus is starting his ministry and he's calling the first disciples, this is uh, one verse 19. And going on a little further, he saw James, the son of Zebedee and John, his brother, who were in their boat, mending the nets. And immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and followed him. You know, in this verse and in that culture, these guys left their father and a successful family business, uh, which was uh, a big risk and kind of countercultural. And, uh, you know, um, Adam did something similar. He could have just done the easy thing and stayed at Weatherby, and he did put in a lot of work for Weatherby before going into ministry, but, um, you know, Adam, Adam heard the call and he was obedient to that call and he, uh, he left and I'm sure there were people in, you know, maybe in his family, I don't know, but definitely people outside his family who are thinking like, man, Adam is crazy. What is he doing? He's leaving this awesome company and brand that the family built to go be a pastor. Like what? But, um, you know, when you hear that call, you got to answer it. And Adam did that. And um, I think he does not regret that at all. And, you know, it came full circle and now he's back at Weatherby and, you know, able to do some amazing things. So um, I really respect Adam a lot. He's a genuine guy, down to earth, easy to talk to. And, uh, yeah, just having the courage to step out, step out of the boat and, um, and, you know, follow, follow Jesus is, uh, is impressive. So. Um, anyway, a couple of things I wanted to mention before we jump in, um, you know, I told you guys that if you leave me a rating and review, I'll be pulling out some of those, um, to send some decals over. And so, uh, I want to go ahead and do that real quick. All right. So if you are listening, Nadio 93 or Nadio 93, TC Boyer, Skeeter 06, Kyle Mobley and the pharmacist go ahead and shoot me a message uh, DM me on Instagram 
at the Hunter's Quest, and I will definitely hook you up with some decals. I appreciate the support. Uh, if you guys want some decals, they're available in my shop on Instagram, and if you buy those, it really helps out the podcast and supports the show. But um, if you leave me a written review on Apple Podcasts, I will. There's a good chance I'll just send you some for free. Um, so please go ahead and leave me a review if you get a minute. Next thing I wanted to mention real quick is, you know, um, this this podcast is about journeys and quests and self-improvement, you know, both in, or in hunting, in uh, physical fitness, in spiritual fitness, mental fitness, all that stuff. So, um, and as I say in the intro, you know, it is partly about my journey, but really it's, it's our journey. And I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear about your quest, your journey, whether that was an epic hunt or a, you know, a fitness journey that you completed or are still working on or a spiritual journey um, or maybe it's some cool combination of all three. I want to hear your stories and I might feature some of those on social media. So send me an email to hunter at this is huntersquest.com. Or you can, again, DM me at The Hunter's Quest and share with me your quest. Uh, I want to I see those. I want to hear about those. And I want to see some pictures, too, if you got them. So send me some pictures and a little write-up of your story. And um, I'm, thinking, I'm not sure exactly how, but somehow I'm going to feature those maybe on the website or on social media. But I want to I wanna hear from you guys, and I want to share those as well. Uh, another thing I wanted to mention, um, I don't know if anybody will be going to the Total Archery Challenge uh, in a couple weeks. That'll be the first weekend in June. I think it's like June 3 through 5 or 3 through 7, something like that. It's not too far from where I live, so I'm going to drive up there to TAC in Seven Springs, Pennsylvania, the first weekend of June. I'll be up there, I think, June 4th and 5th. Um, and if you're going to be at that, I would love to connect, say what's up. So again, message me or email me, um, at the hunter's quest on Instagram and, uh, and let's connect at TAC if you're going to be up there. Um, last thing I wanted to mention was, um, so I, I've been talking about it for a while, but I'm very soon going to be venturing into the YouTube space as well, coming out with some YouTube content and uh, I want to start building the channel and get some subscribers before I kind of drop these big hunt films I'm going to be working on this fall. So I decided to be a cool opportunity to do a gear dump video for my Kodiak hunt. So it's, it's um, a lot of guys have questions about Alaska and gear. You know, this is the time of year when it's time to kind of evaluate your gear, uh, see where you need to invest in new stuff or, um, you know, maybe upgrade some stuff. Um, so I wanted to drop this video, which is going to be all the stuff I'm taking on my Kodiak, uh, Alaska blacktail hunt. And that's going to be a drop camp hunt. So it's a little different from a backpack style hunt, but I think anybody doing, um, a drop camp hunt will be able to get something from that. Um, and if you're doing a backpack hunt, I'll be talking a lot about my ultralight gear stuff as well because a lot of it's the same stuff. So anyway, um, look out for that. Go ahead and if you can, go ahead and subscribe to my YouTube channel now. Uh, there's a link in my link tree in the bio on my Instagram account. 
and um, there's no content on there right now, but I plan on shooting that video in the next week or so and getting that up within the next two or three weeks, Lord willing. So be on the lookout for that. It should be really cool, really informative. Talk about all my gear for Alaska and uh, all the stuff I'm using this year. So definitely check that out and, um, and go and subscribe to the channel. I'm also going to do a giveaway for the first 50 guys or gals that go over and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, I got some new hats coming, and uh, so I will randomly select a few winners from those first 50 subscribers and send you a hat and some decals. So go ahead and jump over to YouTube and subscribe. And uh, all right, guys, that's enough uh, housekeeping stuff. I want to go ahead and jump into this episode with Adam Weatherby, and I uh, hope you enjoy it. Welcome to Hunter's Quest Podcast. I'm here with my guest, Adam Weatherby. How you doing, man? Good. Good. <laughs> Just really quick, I want to tell you kind of my little personal history with Weatherby. So my first out-of-state hunt ever, I went down to Texas, and I grew up bow hunting. I didn't know anything about rifles, but my dad's friend that we were down there visiting had a full line of, of Weatherby uh, deluxe rifles. And uh, so I took a I took a deer with 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 one, and ever since then I had this kind of mystique about Weatherby's. You know, I just kind of always always loved them, um, but never had one. Um, and then this year it was time to upgrade my rifle setup, and you know I looked at everything, and I was about to pull the trigger on a Tika, but I just knew in the back of my head I would always want that Weatherby <laughs> backcountry, <laughs> and I knew I'd probably end up buying it down the road. So. I just went ahead and got one. So I've been shooting that um, this year. Took a deer with it last year and uh, and been loving it so far. So, cool. so yeah, thanks for making a great product. Awesome. No, that's great, man. I'm glad you chose wisely, Hunter. I knew you were a smart guy. <laughs> yeah, man. I just knew I'd always yeah. I'd always want one. So I might that's as well just cool. go for it. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So um, yeah, man. How was your uh, just getting into things here? How was your uh, 2020 hunting season? Uh, it was amazing. Yeah, it was a, it was a really good one. I think, um, for a while, you know, with the COVID deal, didn't know what it would end up like, but, um, yeah, I took my first Alaskan moose, uh, with my wife. And so oh, nice. we, we both tagged, uh, some big moose. So that was kind of, uh, that was awesome. Shot the biggest mule deer, I shot 32 inch wide mule deer out here in Wyoming. And so that was, uh, it was fun. Just kind of a, a DIY with some buddies, uh, and horses and, um, nice. that was super fun. Um, wife and I went on a great elk hunt, um, and I both tagged some nice bulls. So, um, yeah, overall it was, uh, yeah, it was a full year. Got my son his first mountain lion, um, a lot, you know, so a lot of times not just my hunting season, but the folks that I'm, people that I'm going with. So it was a, kind of a sure. lot of firsts or, you know, things like that. It was, it was awesome. So yeah, yeah man. And one thing I like respect about what I know about you is, um, you know, you're a Weatherby, obviously you have the contacts and probably the resources to, you know, go to private land or go on, you know, get, you know, outfitters and all that stuff. But you like to do DIY stuff in public land, which is really cool. Why do you, why do you like doing that? Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll do the other and every year I, you know, I do outfit it and then I do probably majority DIY, but do some outfitted, obviously the Alaskan moose was, but, um, you know, down here in Wyoming, the mule deer and the elk and all those things, it's been awesome. First of all, just, I think moving out here to Wyoming and when you have it in your back door, it's just more accessible to be able to do, to go scout. Like, 
Um, so it's really the whole thing because I think when you c- can go, let's take this elk hunt we did last year, my wife and I, which our third year up here in the Bighorns, you know, doing that, her and I going in and, uh, and shooting some elk. And, and um, we drew a good unit. So that's kind of fun too. You can kind of just put in for the draw, draw a good unit. You know, we went up there scouting in the summer, you know, I flew over the unit cause I, you know, I fly, I'm a pilot. And so back when it was, you know, still legal to fly and not scout and all those kind of things did that back in the summer and kind of, you know, looking at drainages and creeks and meadows and hillsides and just getting the lay of the land. The elk aren't down there at that point cause they're up higher in the summer, but really kind of looking where you're going to go. And then, you know, got my wife's, she's got a four wheel drive, you know, pretty, pretty sweet rig and went up there and, you know, basically drove around the whole unit and did all those things, obviously did, you know, did a lot of hiking. And so it's really, you know, starts back from like drawing that tag in June, leading all the way up to the trip and talking to a lot of contacts around here and figuring out where there's water and where the drainages come in and where other people shot good elk and really working on Onyx. And so it's that, it makes the hunt where, I mean, for us, our October hunt started in June, really, when we knew we drew that unit and really a lot of the summer pre-stuff. And then for that hunt, we ended up um, borrowing a friend's llamas. Um, and so we did oh, nice. did our first llama hunt. That was kind of fun. So that was kind of part of that experience and, and trailering them up there and brought six llamas in and, and uh, you know, kind of uh, ended up going in about, f- we camped in about four miles. So we, we packed in four miles. Um, I ended up shooting my elk five miles more in, which would have been about nine to 10 miles from the truck. Mm. She shot hers further in. So we had the llamas. It was just us two and Mac, our content, content creator here at Weatherby, just kind of video photo and does all sorts of things. So he was along and we're going to do a film on it and stuff. So it's really just the three of us and six llamas, um, you know, in the nice. back country for five days and, you know, tagged two good bulls. So it's that whole, just the reward of it too. Then when you're done and it was kind of months in the making and you're packing two elk off the mountain, uh, it's, uh, I don't know, just the reward of it, the hard work and effort that gets put in to me, you know, uh, I always like the saying too, if it's, uh, if it's not miserable or if it's uh, miserable, it's memorable. And, uh, yeah. you know, so it's just, you know, kind of working for it hard and all those things. I think there's a time for outfitted hunts and those things are great too. And sure. there's a lot of great outfitters out there, but, but for me, um, I also, I probably like, I like to, uh, probably cause I lead a business, I lead my family. I'm used to kind of leading. So it's hard sometimes with the guide or somebody and they want to go right. I want to go left that whole deal too. Yeah. So it's probably, I can go make mistakes on my own and not blame somebody else. If I'm with a guide, I can blame sure. them. And go, oh, I, I would have gone this way. But then when I'm by myself, I only have myself to blame. It's kind of nice, but yeah, yeah, just have that free, just to have that freedom and, um, yeah. and, and being a part of the whole process. Yeah. That's, that's cool, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, question i thought of are the llamas are they like self-sufficient or do you have to like bring food back for them yeah you don't really have to bring food some guys do it kind of depends on the snowfall of the year we did have a lot of snow up there but there's enough areas that even through the snow they were they were really eaten so they're self-sufficient where horses you know typically or mules you're packing up a lot more food so way way more low maintenance even with water, we'd take them to water and most days they didn't even want to water. I mean, you would, and you'd take them down there, but it'd be two, three days until they, you know, really kind of get thirsty. So they're pretty low maintenance. I mean, they pack about, say it depends and depends on the owner of the llamas and the type of llamas and all that, but let's say 50 pounds a piece, you know, even in and out 25 aside, you know, on the llama. Um, so, you know, you get six llamas, that's 300 pounds. I mean, you know, yeah. that's, that's packing a, a lot of stuff. I mean, that's, you know, it's a handful of yeah, hefty dudes, you know, that could pack that. So, 
Yeah. And I'm not getting That's any, cool, I'm not getting any younger. So it's, uh, it's nice <laughs> to have some help. I can hike for miles, but I'm just getting weaker. So it's nice to have, have some help packing stuff off. So yeah, especially 10 miles from the truck with a bull elk. Yeah. Yep. Um, so yeah, man, uh, one thing I want to talk to you a little bit about, cause, um, and one of the reasons I really was excited about having you on the show is that you are, you know, you're open about your faith and stuff like that, which is really cool. And, um, is that something that your, uh, your dad and your grandpa kind of instilled in you or, um, how did that come about? You know, it's, uh, it's really my dad, um, and in my parents. Yeah. So, you know, where we, uh, uh, you know, my, my parents both kind of came to faith in college, um, you know, and, and so it kind of generationally started at that time. So yeah, I got raised in the church and all those things getting, getting taught the truth at a, at a young age. Um, you know, it was probably middle school or something before kind of that faith really became my own and not my parents, um, you know, doing the youth group and summer camp thing and all that kind of stuff really. Um, and, uh, and then it was, you know, really at that point that, okay, I understand this whole, man, you know, we're sinners, we're separated from God and, um, there's nothing I can do, um, you know, on my own apart from Christ, you know, for that. And so, yeah, it was really kind of, kind of real at, at that time in my life and then, and then moving, moving forward. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, and I was reading, I think in Matthew the other day, just going through my, my, uh, routine and, um, there was the part about when the sons of Zebedee are called. Mm-hmm. And if you remember there, it's James and John, they're, um, in the, in the boat with their dad fixing their nets mm-hmm. kind of in the family business. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Jesus says, Hey, come follow me. Mm-hmm. And they leave the boat and they leave their father behind. Mm-hmm. It made me think of you, um, mm. in how, not that you left permanently, but for a while you stepped out of the family business and kind of decided to, uh, blaze your own trail there and, and follow that call. So what, what was that whole thing like? Yeah, totally. You know, I'd worked for the company for three to four years there early in my career. And, and then after that, um, really, uh, uh, yeah, went into full-time ministry and ended up getting my bachelor's in church leadership, my master's, um, yeah, master's of arts in religion. And I'm leading a gun company now, which is like, you know, <laughs> it's kind of funny. So, um, but yeah, no, really went and pursued my passion, did a lot of, uh, youth ministry, some missions work, uh, and then just a lot with our church and leadership and different things like that. And so, um, yeah, it was an incredible journey. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Um, and, uh, I think it's, you know, always important that we pursue our, our passion, obviously Weatherby is, um, you know, 76 year old, you know, third generation family business now. And so, you know, there's incredible, uh, opportunity. Um, and I always knew that, you know, this business, like not anybody's born into this family and it was definitely a privilege that I truly had yet at the same time, um, really went and per- pursued my passion to, you know, help and love others and, you know, introduce them to Christ. And, and, uh, so yeah, so it, then it was a transition back into the business full time and, and, uh, you know, a number of years ago and, um, but I'm still, we actually play are part of a church plant here in Sheridan, Wyoming. Um, yeah, I'm speaking at a kind of men's conference deal next month out here in Wyoming. So nice. speaking at a summer camp this summer. So I still do, uh, and then course with our with our local church here just taught last weekend on easter so um still oh, cool. still i'm very passionate about that so um although i have a a, a fun day job um i kind of got a fun side gig too of uh, just volunteering and doing ministry so nice man yeah that's awesome yeah yeah i kind of relate to you a little bit there i don't i don't have a family business sure but my dad was very successful in business and um and i kind of 
went the other way and, and eventually it's a long bumpy road but eventually <laughs> ended up i work in full-time ministry right now okay and and this you know the kind of my media stuff is sort of my little side gig but uh-huh. um but yeah that, that's that's cool man yeah. um where, where did you do did you said you did some overseas missions missions trips yeah or? yeah i've been to peru ecuador costa rica uh, Mexico, and then over to Africa, to Burundi, uh, Uganda. Um, yeah. Okay. I've been to Uganda. So have you? No way. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I've been yeah. there twice. We did a, okay. Yeah. We did a conference over there, um, in 2019. Okay. Um, awesome people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And food. The food was yes. awesome. <laughs> that kind of thing will change your life too. Just seeing how a lot of the world lives and it's so different than the Western world over here. It's, I just love going and taking people. It just, you can, it just gives you such better perspective on life and the joy that so many of those people have yet, maybe by the world standards, maybe not a, a, you know, uh, you know, huge houses and material things, but you know, the joy they can have is, is pretty cool. And I, and I know if you, if you've been there, you understand that, you know, so hundred percent and just like how, uh, they get after it and when they're worshiping, man, don't they? Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Jumping up and down and yeah, they're pretty into it. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, uh, international missions is like one of my passions as well. Yeah, but, um, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, man. Um, so, what are what would you say are some of kind of the the guiding like basis or the guiding values and principles that that lead your life or you strive for in your life, but also in business? Hmm. Yeah, no, that's good. Uh, I think, you know, our, our values here at Weatherby, we say kind of everybody's got their official things and it's on the wall. We, we say we behave professionally with passion, teamwork, and integrity. And if, if you know, if you passion, teamwork, and integrity easy, like here, you know, if you come to work and be passionate about it and instead of just going through the motions. Um, and in life, I think it's the same. I, I would I just don't want to go through the motions in anything, whether that's being a father, or a husband, or a pastor, or CEO, whatever it is that I would do with passion. Life's too short to just not get up every day and go, yeah, I'm pumped about whatever's in front of me, whether that's my outdoor hobbies, whether it's hunting or aviation or surfing, it doesn't matter. You know, I got about a hundred too many hobbies. You can ask my wife, but I'm I'm pretty (laughs) passionate about all of them. And if I'm not, I pretty much don't do it. And so, um, I think life's too short to, to not get up every day and, and value, uh, everything that's before you and to, and to do it with passion. So, so everything I do, you know, I want to, I want to do it and strive to do it wholeheartedly, um, to be, you know, be passionate about it. We ask the same for our team members here, you know, um, I say that their second value here at Weatherby is teamwork. So it's one thing to be able to be passionate about something, but if you're mowing people down all day and uh, not working well with others, um, then, then you got problems. And so I think, you know, that's the people part of it is really, um, in our life, valuing our relationship with others, um, other people's success. Um, you know, of course, when you go into the ministry realm, you know, introducing, you know, people to Christ and, you know, um, getting to know your neighbor, to love your neighbor as yourself. Obviously, you know, the greatest two commands, love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself and that sort of thing. And so, you know, we've been put on this earth with, you know, what, seven or eight billion other people or however many there are. And, um, you know, God's called us to live with a handful of them. And he's called us to do it well. And so whether that's our, our neighbor, people we go to church with, people we go to work with, to make sure that we're valuing those people and, and, and doing that in that way. And and, uh, um, and then the last thing's integrity. So it's passion, teamwork, and integrity. But, um, you know, so obviously here at work, it's like, yeah, you, you know, 
come to Weatherby, and if you're one of our team members, I'll, you know, obviously ask you to have integrity. I think it can be cliche, and it can be something like, yeah, everybody needs integrity, but I think it's, you know, that's it's being authentic as well. Um, integrity is being the same person no matter kind of where you are. Um, and so, again, in all the different settings and different hats that we can wear, it's, you know, what type of person are we, what are our values, um, how do, you know, what are, what are our words look like, um, you know, all those different things to, to kind of be the, the same person everywhere. So I think, you know, I, I, last thing in the world I want to be is a fake and to, to be, you know, act one way, uh, you know, at one place. And that's hard. Like for me as a CEO of an organization, I mean, I, I have to be people's boss. I mean, it's like you have to, you know, in some ways, whatever, I have to hire and fire people or in regards to, to product and the direction of that or the finance part or being, you know, how much is too driven or not driven and still caring for people yet, you know, also like, you know, trying to grow a business. And so, you know, we all kind of face those different different things and trying to be real, you know, everywhere we are. Um, but I strive to do that in my life. I'd like to say, um, hopefully it's working out, but, um, but, you know, definitely a work in progress. So, yeah. Yeah. That's great, man. Like, yeah. Um, one thing you said that like <laughs> something that I've struggled with in the past is like, you know, for guys that are you know, ministry minded or love, you know, international ministry and stuff, but like, and this applies to anybody, even if you're not into that stuff necessarily, but, um, your first missions field or, you know, your first team or whatever is your family and your immediate mm -hmm. sphere of influence. And some guys can get so wrapped up in, Oh, I want to go to Africa on this mission trip, but then like mm -hmm. stuff's falling apart at home. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, we've actually been like with this church plant we're doing out here in Sheridan, we've really been about really about that is like just loving and caring for the people that God's brought into your life and and mm. um you know really kind of just yeah, really starting there and and um we can I think a lot of people can do that and you know I've led a lot of these mission trips and you can go places and it's like you know they've maybe you know, never shared their faith with anybody in their direct sphere of influence or circle here in the States. And yeah. yet they can go do it in, you know, Eastern Africa. So it's like, yeah. you know, I always think Acts 1-8, you know, go be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the other most parts of the earth, but it starts with Jerusalem, you know, and, totally. and so, yeah, so I, I agree. There's got to be yeah. a consistency there. Yeah, like if you're not practicing at home, just like anything else, you won't become a missionary on the flight mm -hmm. overseas. Right. <laughs> uh but another thing you said that I love is about the passion and like, I feel like it's something a lot of people forget if they get this kind of uh, wrong picture of God in their head, but like God wants us to enjoy life mm -hmm. and love the stuff we're doing and how awesome that is that we get to, to do that. You know, he brings us life to the full, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Um, so from my perspective, looking in, um, it seems to me like you have been able to achieve a really cool balance between family and career and your passions. Mm. Um, you know, like you're a pilot, you said, and these outdoor hunting stuff. So like, how do you structure your like days or, or even your weeks and, and keep this balance? Mm. Yeah. Well, thanks. No, I, I, it's definitely an ongoing struggle. Um, I tend to burn the candles at both ends. I tend to you know, um, if I forgo any of the 10 commandments, it's probably keep the Sabbath holy. Like I, I don't rest a lot and I just go, go, go. And the older I get, I think I'm learning the the rest part's actually pretty doggone important, you know, to be able to, to do that. But yeah, no, there's balance. I mean, I can always, I can always 
put a little bit more to work and think that, you know, then that's going to grow the business in some way and be a little bit more successful. But um, yeah, I think it's constantly putting into perspective, you know, what is important um, and, and where you're spending your time. And, um, you know, it, you know, this week took up Wednesday, went and did a college visit with one of my kids. And, you know, it's like, hey, you're off for the day, you're back in the next day, or even that night, you know, kind of in the swing of things for work or whatever. And so it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's how do you, yeah, you know, I don't know, I think it's just constantly pulling back and you can get so overwhelmed by the urgent and by what's going on right now. And there's always going to be chores to do around the house. There's always going to be a business you might want to start or improving your own career or doing the things that are, you know, trying to pursue material things and get more and more and all those things. But, but for me, it's like, you know, it's probably my daily quiet time in the morning with God or whatever those things are to, to really pull back up and to go, you know, like, wait a minute here, let's look at this. you like, man, my kids, you know, they're 18, 19 right now. And, you know, as they've been growing up, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm our youngest is graduating high school here next month. And it's like, man, how did that, how did that come so fast? And, uh, you know, we only have so much time. So I think there's got to be this. And, and I've certainly failed at that a lot of my life because I get my head down and just grinding and working and whatever it is, but it's, it's that constant kind of um, you know, pull, pulling your head up, looking from that 30,000 foot view to use an aviation illustration. And it's one of the reasons I love flying is I, when I get up in there, like nobody can call me, everything looks so small and, and you just get up mm. there and, and everything seems so close at the same time, you know, um, where, uh, it's, you know, you're on the ground and you got your head down and it's just, you, you can't see past that, you know, but to be mm. able to go, wait, my kids are growing up and, and, and they need me now. And what does that mean? Or what does my business need right now? And, and then at the same time, yeah, it, it truly is to have the balance of, yeah, for me getting in the outdoors and hiking and hunting and doing all those things. It's uh but you can combine them too. I, I mean, my favorite is when I, I combine family outdoors and work. I, I know I'm a little bit lucky. Um, but, but for me, uh, you know, like taking my son bear hunting last spring when he was graduating high school and, it was like we were making a film, trying out new products. I was with my son, getting him his first bear. I was in the outdoors and hunting. So it was like this cool kind of combination of kind of yeah. things in one. And th- that's when you really get lucky. <laughs> you can do stuff like yeah. that. So Stacking. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, that's pretty cool about, um, you know, getting that perspective from aviation. Um, and you mentioned it's kind of similar to um, – to being in the outdoors in general, mm-hmm. um, yep. just the disconnection and, um, yeah. that's, that's cool, man. Yeah. Um, how do you, you kind of mentioned it a little bit in there, but, um, like on a practical level, how do you keep your spirit fed in the day to day? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, number one, it's starting out on the rec- recliner with a good cup of coffee, you know, next to the fire, um, or wherever it is, um, and, and getting with the Lord and praying and spending time in his word every day. So, I mean, it's a daily reminder. Um, and then I think a lot has to be where the more, if you are serving in, in different capacities in your church or missions or doing things, it's, it's, it's constantly kind of going, when you do those things, you realize life isn't just about you. And so I think, um, I think those things too, as much as it sounds weird to serve others or to pray for others, to encourage others, to be that others focused is, is going to, um, actually incredibly fill you 
where if it's just about what can God do for me and how can he bless my life and all those things, then that's usually not what fills me. It's usually um, serving some of the closest time I felt to God or others are filled is, is when I'm beat tired serving the Lord doing something. And, um, you know, so there's, and there's that reward and fulfillment and all those different things. And, you know, that, that, that comes, I think, as a result of that too. Yeah, man, that's so good. I mean, that's, you know, that's, Jesus told us to go, not sit, right? Right, right. <laughs> and and sitting is an important part of that. Like you said, having that daily quiet time and sure. stillness and silence yeah. and study. But um, a lot of people or some people can focus so much on that that they neglect the what you – and I love what you said because – and I, I like to liken it to like a, a body of water. Um, no matter how much inflow there is, if there's no outflow, it's going to be stagnant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you get – but when you get that outflow – things yep. are working right yep exactly that's cool man um so i feel like you know you you've probably accomplished a lot in your personal life and your career and whatnot and stuff like that but um what's what kind of stuff are you shooting for what's what's next for for adam weatherby and what you know what kind of goals are you looking at personally business everything mm. um yeah no that's a good question i think you know we you know, the last few years, um, you know, in 2018, we started our move to Wyoming from California, and that was pretty big in a lot of ways, moving the family here and the business here and hiring up a really good team and moving some folks and building the factory and all those things. So it was it was a big kind of restart even for the business, kind of for chapter three, if you would, when you had, you know, grandpa, dad, and, and me and Brenda, you know, kind of leading the third generation. So it's really been this restart but we've really kind of re- relayed a lot of that foundation, you know. So from a, from a business end of it, I think um, I think we're really positioned in a good spot where, um, you know, we have an awesome team. We're in an awesome location, you know, in the state of Wyoming at the feet of the Bighorn Mountains. You know, we have all those things kind of going for us here. We've launched some pretty cool product. We have a really talented team. Um, so we have a lot of momentum right now, and I think – you know, that that happened here a few years ago and the move really helped to kind of push that. And so, you know, next five to 10 years, it's, it's really going to be that foundation's kind of been reset. And, um, you know, now there's a lot of from a, whether it be a product standpoint or manufacturing standpoint, whatever those things are, it's really kind of grown into our brand. One of the things my dad and granddad did before me obviously was, you know, set up this iconic brand and, you know, starting back with my grandpa well before I was born was, really establishing this premier prestigious, you know, outdoor firearms brand. And so that that's there and recognizable and the prestigious brand is there. And, and, uh, now I want to make sure we, you know, deliver the products that, um, you know, the products at the price point that, that really go and coincide with, with who we are. So we got, yeah, we're pretty ambitious and I think we're stacking a really good team and have a, have a lot of things going. So I guess right now we're not pushing cruise control. We're going to continue to, to push forward continue to innovate and, you know, do some things there. So I think the next five years anyways, we'll be, we'll be still kind of focused on that, um, which is fun. So usually not a, I don't know, it's challenging. Um, you know, to say the least, um, for sure. And I think politically and, you know, I mean, our president came out with some executive, you know, executive orders yesterday on gun control. And so, you know, it's, um, it's a weird space to be in right now. And there's crazy things going on. All time demand is there. I mean, you can't find ammo because, you know, everybody's hoarding it. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a crazy time we're living in to be in this business. That's for darn sure. Um, but you know, we'll keep trying to push for our freedoms and our rights and, and uh, I think that's, you know, 
crucial and foundational to, to our country. And um, I think we're going to need to do that more and more, though, in future years, too, not just firearms, but, you know, access to, you know, spaces and outdoors and our public lands and so many different things. We're going to have to keep, you know, kind of pushing to doing that. So, um, yeah, so from a business yeah. standpoint, I don't know, kind of talked in circles there a little bit without giving too much specifics. Can't say all the cool stuff we're going to do until uh, we do it. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I love that because uh, it, does, it does seem like this is kind of a theme in your life maybe is like kind of blazing your own trail, like mm-hmm. uh, how, you, how you entered into ministry and then now how, um, you know, like you said, that you had this iconic brand and an awesome brand built up, you know, based on quality and great products. But um, you've also kind of made it your own with this move and mm-hmm. um, entering into the into the space, like with the with the whether it be backcountry and mm-hmm. and kind of reinventing stuff. So that's that's awesome, man. Yeah. And, um, oh, you got the rifle show right you. there. My baby's right here. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. What caliber um, did you get it in? I I went with uh, six point five Creedmoor. Cool simply because of ammo availability yep, which yep. Mm-hmm. it's still not available anyway <laughs> nothing is <laughs> nothing is <laughs> no yeah but it's uh, cool i just wanted to have that option oh. too if i had to like run into a walmart and grab a box yep. you know what i mean yeah that's awesome that's cool uh, good you liking it yeah oh i love this thing man that's cool yeah, for that's sure. awesome huh that's really cool has a place of pride in my in my room um <laughs> yeah and per, you know about- back to kind of goals i mean obviously just yeah, personally, there's all sorts of things, too. I think we're entering, you know, in a personal thing, entering the empty nest stage, last kids graduating, so lots of new ventures ahead there. Wife and I are celebrating our 25th anniversary next month, and so it's oh, kind congrats. of this new new segment there. This planting of the church has been real big the last couple of years, and that's been super fun. Just kicked off Easter in a new space out here, and um, so really putting a lot of time and energy and, and prayer into that, you know, just locally. So, you know, that's kind of cool. So, yeah, just a whole lot of whole lot of different things so yeah nice man yeah you got any um hunting goals or big hunts coming up um you know as far as goals it's weird i kind of not one that really i don't set hunting goals i kind of just every year see what opportunities are before me and kind of go and take them and it it tends to fulfill probably what would have been the goals i guess you know um in that but uh going doing an idaho backcountry uh, bear hunt here in a couple weeks um with, nice. with a couple guys um, and, uh, so that's going to be awesome. So it's going to be pretty hardcore DIY hunt. Um, so trying to get in shape for that right now. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, but, uh, going with, with a couple guys that are in pretty good shape. So, um, hoping to keep up with them. So that's going to be good. And then putting in, putting in for draws out here to kind of see what happens. Got a sweet elk hunt lined up for this fall. So yeah, things are kind of just now working themselves out into play. Turkey season just opened, so probably go out this weekend and um, see if we can get a gobbler. So, yeah, but yep. no uh, no huge uh, huge things, international things on a little – I had New Zealand for last year and this year kind of got put off, so the whole international mm. thing is uh, is slowed down, you know, quite a bit too. So Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, got an antelope hunt lined up with some buddies in the industry this year. So just a lot of fun stuff. Um Got a mule deer hunt lined up. So I, it's funny out here, you just tend to you just love this country living out here. And, you know, I look out my window and, I mean, there's antelope and mule deer, you know, that we see almost every week out here right out the window. Um, and, uh, you know, pheasant, turkey, and just you name it, it's out there. And so it's it's kind of like, 
um, where before some of the more exotic or go travel and go do these things, which are still, I still absolutely love to do, but there's something about just the adventure right out your back door here that's yeah. really got me right now. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. A little jealous, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What state are you in so again? Ma- I'm in Virginia. Yeah. Okay. Um, which it is, you know, I, I do have access to a lot of great whitetail hunting yeah. and, you know, we can basically kill as many deer as you can fit in your freezer i killed six white tails this year yeah so there's advantages of being out here but um right but you know love the western stuff i'm actually heading out your way uh Uh i'm gonna lead a little trip uh, with my old man and my cousin and his dad Uh, their first time out west i'm gonna take them on an antelope hunt um, in uh, eastern wyoming oh no way Oh, cool. Well, yeah. you're going to have to stop by. If it's that time of year, you, I may not be here. Because uh, okay. my, my, obviously, if it's during hunting season, I'm gone more than I'm not. Yeah. So just depend. But if I'm in town uh, and I'm in the office, love to give you, you know, show you Weatherby here and Dude, that'd be see amazing. your showroom. Yeah. And yeah, we got a bunch of stuff. So. That'd be amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'll be, I'll, I'll text you or something. Okay. And we'll, yeah. we'll see if you're around. But um, that'd be super cool. You mentioned, yeah, that would be awesome. Dude, I'd love to see the place. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and you mentioned, uh, it'll be our first, uh, antelope hunt too. So, oh yeah, fun. that's fun. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you mentioned physical fitness. What, yeah. what's your, uh, routine like with that? Yeah. You know, I tend to, uh, I tend to do a lot of different stuff. I like to cross train a lot and do, uh, do a lot of different stuff. So, um, I kind of spent a lot of my adult life more as an endurance athlete type of guy. Um, so I can't lift a lot, but I can go real far. So, um, yeah. <laughs> gets me in the backcountry far, but makes me do more trips, um, getting it out. So I was actually pretty competitive in triathlon for a number of years when I lived oh, out cool. in California. Um, so in my, in my thirties kind of took that to the far level and even got a coach and went to nationals and kind of just said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm kind of made for that stuff, but didn't do it early on in my life. And I'm just going to kind of just take that as far as I can and see how good I can do. And I think at 37 or 38, kind of peaked at that and went to national and got my best time and, you know, whatever. Um, so it was, it was super fun. So I tend to just, uh, I, yeah, so I actually still swim, bike, run, hike, uh, lift a tiny bit. Um, you know, just so I don't, my muscles don't droop into nothing, but, uh, but I, I love (laughs) just, um, you know, getting outdoors on the weekend and either going and doing a long hike, which we have endless opportunities around here. You know, I got some gravel bikes, so we just take off on dirt roads out here and, you know, go past cattle, cattle fields nice. and hay fields and, you know, pastures and things and just kind of get out, love to bike, um, trail run, um, you know, just all those things. But um, grew up as a competitive swimmer. And so that helps the back okay. and the joints and all those things, not put too many miles in the legs. So I get in the pool a couple times yeah. a week still. It's just like, Swimming probably uh, does something for me physically. Nothing else does. I think because I'm the best at it, and just my body loves it. And so uh, nice. Yeah, tend to do a yeah. Just so I just kind of yeah get outside and do a little bit of everything. So I probably yeah maybe take one day off a week. So I mean I'm usually uh, whether it's super early in the morning or take a long lunch break or in the evenings in the spring, you know, after work or whatever, get outdoors and um, and do that. It in it it's for so many reasons. I think it fills my soul, you know, in that way. And just, you know, quiet's kind of that of course, just physically what it does and you just kind of get hooked. And then plus it gives you better access to the outdoors and places you can go. And I know the older I get, it's like, I know when I totally. stop doing that and exercising frequently, like it's really hard to get back into it. And so it's like, I just said, I'm just yeah. going to keep going to my body doesn't let me anymore. And you know, I could complain. I got a left ankle issue, a lower back issue. You know, I, every year it seems like I tag on, uh, 
um, deficiencies in the body, but I just keep plugging on. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, man. Um, yeah, I mean, it's so important to prioritize, you know, like your spirit, like it sounds like, and you're doing it, which is you're waking up and you're prioritizing your, uh, you're feeding your spirit, you know, you're spending time in the word and mm-hmm. prayer and you know, your body. And if you don't, if you don't like have some balance there and actually, you know, people say, oh, I'm too busy, but like your productivity and your health and everything is just mm-hmm. going to tank if you are just going, 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 and you're yeah. not prioritizing your body and your spirit. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. And so much of that I love in the outdoors too, to be able to, you know, get outside, go for an outdoor run or a bike or whatever those things are. And it's just that fresh air. Although when I moved to Wyoming from California, I realized you can't do that every day or here very successfully. <laughs> so we ended up getting the treadmill and the bike inside and a couple of those things. Cause it's, uh, yeah. In California, pretty much year round, you can train outside and, uh, such is right. not the case here. We found out our first winter. <laughs> Yeah, so. I bet that winter is a different animal out there oh, for sure. Oh my gosh, they're a beast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just want to ask you, because I feel like you might have a unique perspective on it, and I know we're getting close on time, yeah. but um, do you have any advice for um, guys getting their kids into the outdoors, mm. you know, um, or into, maybe it's not the outdoors, but, you know, you guys have family experience of, you know, passing on a legacy of business and yeah. hunting, so maybe you guys have some kind of secret sauce. Any tips there? <laughs> No, you know, I think I think every kid, most kids are going to show uh, uh, there's something innate in us that, that wants to be obviously in the outdoors. And so I think it's leveraging that when your kids are, are wanting to get out. And I think a lot of times that's at a young age, you know, um, before, you know, they're just wanting to be with their friends 24-7 in high school or something. And so I think it's it's starting it early. I mean, my kids were out hunting with me before um, you know, long before when they're five or whatever, you know, long before they were, um, you know, able to pull the trigger and get a hunter safety and all those things, but come out turkey hunting or dove hunting or, you know, um, you know, things like that deer hunting once in a while. But, um, so I think it's kind of starting them at an early age and getting them out there, but, but, uh, having it be their idea and they're wanting to go out and, and get outdoors and do those things and find the things that they love and the way they like to do it. And, you know, the same was true for my wife, you know, too, where she didn't grow up in a hunting family, um, in that sense. And so, you know, she's super into it now, but it was, you know, it was like over a process and we were married a lot of years before she wanted to, but as soon as she kind of showed that desire, then it's kind of introducing her. We actually just wrote a series of like four articles for, uh, the hunting wire, um, on couples that hunt together or something. So we, she wrote most of it, but, um, it was, was kind of together, but she's a better writer than me. So she, she kind of wrote those things down, but kind of cool. the, the same idea a little bit is, is, um, you know, getting them into it, but we, yeah, we still have a, still have a great time doing it. That's cool, man. Yeah. I took yeah. my wife hunting for the first time this year. It mm. was, it was cool. That's cool. That's fun. Yeah. Mm. She said she wanted to get into bow hunting. So mm. I got her a crossbow and wow. she's deadly with that thing, man. Uh, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. She tag a deer. No, no. so yeah. the um our early archery season here is antlerless only, okay. and of oh, course, uh-huh. she had opportunities at like two or three different bucks, but we couldn't shoot them, <laughs> which no was kind of hard. But oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. And then when you're going um, when you're going for the bucks, you see does, and you're going for does, you see bucks. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. That's funny. Um, that's cool, man. Well, we're almost almost done. Just quick question: How was what was it like hunting with the meat eater guys? Oh yeah, yeah. It's been fun. Yeah, we've had had them down here and, you know, went and hunted antelope locally here, which was fun, you know, just, um, and, uh, so that's awesome. And then did, did a mule deer hunt in the Western part of the state with Giannis and Steve. So, yeah, um, that was, that was a blast. A and, yeah. Yeah. It was, that was super fun. 
Um, you know, we're just there in Bozeman, just over the Montana border. We're in Sheridan, Wyoming. We're only about a half hour from the Montana border, and then Bozeman's a few hours past that. But um, so we're, uh, yeah, we run into those guys quite a bit, and in our neck of the woods or their neck of the woods. So um, yeah, we did antelope hunt with those guys this past fall down here. Um, I think for some future episodes. So um, there's a, uh, yeah, no, it's been been awesome. It's always great to get to know a lot of, you know, folks like that in the outdoor industry that. Um, you know, they get to go out and hunt and fish for a living. Um, it's so, but yeah. it's, uh, it's still a ton of work and Steve and the guys up there have really done a great job, obviously building an incredible brand around that meat eater thing. And, um, yeah. it's been, been a good partnership for us the last couple of years. Cool, man. Yeah. All right, man. Yeah. Well, this has been a really good conversation. I know you got a business to run, you got yeah. rifles to make, you got <laughs> stuff to do. So, yeah. uh, anything else you wanted to just add or? No, no, I, I don't. You ask a lot of, you ask a lot of good questions. A lot of times I get on podcasts and it's sometimes a lot of the same questions. So appreciate, you know, obviously kind of a, more of a faith-based, you know, thing, had some different questions, but even that just goals kind of personal where it's not just, uh, not just business. So, um, or just hunting. Right. Um, so yeah, so it was kind of a breath of fresh air, man. Uh, appreciate it. And yeah, I, I want to wish, wish you the back best on your podcast and all those different things too. Um, yeah, um, hope it hope it goes well for you. So, yeah, man. Um, yeah, I wanted to hear. You know, I heard some other podcasts with you. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to just have a Weatherby history lesson. I wanted to hear about yeah. you. You know, so, <laughs> right? Um, no, that's cool. Um, not that the Weatherby history isn't cool. It's just it's out there already, and I wanted sure. to hear about you. Yeah, you bet. It's um, cool. And uh, yeah, man. So I got a couple couple cool trips lined up. I'm gonna do a film out in Kodiak Island with my buddy, and oh, then sweet. be in Wyoming. Cool. Yeah. So oh, awesome. um, I'm gonna Good. film those. Good. And I'll definitely hit you up if we if there's any way we can link up when I'm out there. That'd be yeah. that'd be really cool just to that'd meet you. That'd be great. Yeah, let me know the dates. I think if it's like October, October's pretty busy already. It usually is, but um, yeah. I think I got mule deer, antelope, elk lined up right now. So nice. we'll see. But but if I'm around for sure, let's do it. So, sure. Yeah. All right, man. Cool. Cool. Thanks, brother. I appreciate your time again, man. All right. Thanks, Hunter. All the best, man. Thanks again for listening to the Hunter's Quest podcast and make sure you stay up to date on social media at the Hunter's Quest on Instagram and the Hunter's Quest podcast on Facebook and we'll have all kinds of photos and videos from my day-to-day as well as stuff from the awesome guests we're having on here. As always, I'm more than happy to connect with you guys if you have questions about hunting or spiritual stuff or gear, fitness, Whatever, just drop me a line in my DMs or you can email me at hunter at thisishuntersquest.com. If you like what you're hearing, please go ahead and hit the subscribe button and leave me a rating and a review. That's really helpful. And don't forget to share with your friends. So stay tuned. Lots of cool stuff in the works. And I'm really excited to continue this quest together.